0: secret friends unite
1: Welcome to the Secret Friend Unite Podcast, Episode Four Hundred and Twenty Five. This is your guide to the geek side, and I am one of your hosts, Todd Oxtra. Uh, I'm a bachelor this weekend, so I've been having a lot of fun. My oh. son's been doing his things. Hey, are you yeah.
0: are you are you eating out of the bag that says bachelor chow, like a fried yes, I am. Um, yeah, it's yeah, yeah like exactly. get food,
1: <laughs> <It's> microwavable <laughs> meals. No, no. Uh, actually, just it's been um, because my son is seventeen. He's kind of doing his own thing, and my wife was at a writer's retreat. So essentially I was on my own. So I'm like, Oh, I'm going to go see a movie on Friday. I'm going to have lunch with a friend. And today I could be lazy and do nothing. I'm probably gonna saying, do laundry.
0: And hopefully it didn't turn out to be like risky business. Cause we watched that movie recently and he was left on his own and turned his house into a brothel. So no
1: drugs or prostitutes, Charlie. Sorry. No, uh, no but yeah, that's my cover. host. That's my, that's my co-host, Charlie Carden. Uh, he is here as well.
0: Uh, yes. That, that is an accurate statement. I too am here. Um, quick showcase and i finally framed this but haven't hung it on the wall uh where you usually see the captain america shield in my background i have in front of it a uh print i had signed by uh, west michigan artist scott rosemus a few years back and he's awesome uh you probably know his name from all the majors marvel and dc but i see him at every show we do and this is one of those i bought a two-pack of a frame i framed a uh indiana jones uh print that was drawn by jim staranko who was a guest at the show we did last month um i didn't get him to sign it i didn't fork out the extra 50 bucks but because it was a two pack of 11 by 14 frames i decided to finally frame this so props to scott rosema who lives right here in west michigan that's all but i'm good having fun I uh, just got back from a week in not halfway sunny Indianapolis for a work trip. We do an annual meeting where I get to see all my coworkers, which is cool because I don't have everyday coworkers because I because I work alone from home and all my coworkers in other states. Uh, so we had a rocking good time. No, it was good, and but it's nice to be home and ready to dig back into to work and into to talking about stuff like our amazing patreons did you like that segue
1: very good charlie Uh,
0: yes indeed yes our patreons are what makes it possible for us to keep the lights on as it were and make all that fun bonus content that you see over at patreon.com slash secret friends unite i am talking about uh your friend and mine jamie prinky on the best buds level and the niest family sean stella and henry my dear friend, Missy Merchant, and her dear friend, Andy Milliken. We are grateful for your support. And again, if you'd like to learn more about uh, the additional great content and perks and bonuses uh, for our uh, Secret Friends Unite uh, Patreon, uh, pop on over to, as I said, patreon.com slash Unite and find out all about it. Now, Todd, this cover. Now, what made you choose this Oh,
1: cover? Charlie, one point of business before we move forward. Um, point of order. if. <clears throat> Um, just let everyone know if, if we didn't, I don't know if we failed to mention last week, but, um, just let you know that we were guests on Corey Derrick Hugginson's podcast. It was the first, uh, for Patreon where they talked to creators and he had yourself, Mike, um, Mark and, uh, myself. Yes, Mike, (laughs) um, on to talk about secret friends unite. So if you get a chance, follow boss rush and all of their content, and then you can check out our interview where we were on uh, and we can provide notes to where you can watch that after, but it was great to have, you know, to be guests with Corey.
0: Right. And that was on his Patreon, not ours, because it made it sound like you were saying it was on ours. And people would be so disappointed to not see Corey. Correct.
1: It was Boss Rush's uh, Patreon, and I believe they released their things later to all members. So it's available now if you want to listen to it. And it it was very cool of him to have us on. And uh, Corey's a great guy. So please support Boss Rush.
0: Yes, indeed. So anyway, back to talking about this cover. Boy. November of 1991, it's particularly relevant for uh, Star Trek. This is a cover of DC's second run of Star Trek The Next Generation. It's from November of 91, which was right around the time Gene Roddenberry passed away. So very, very difficult time in this kind of family reunion and stuff. This is just the, um, this is a real hodgepodge of screen used images stolen from the series. But an interesting deal about this Star Trek comic is that, You know, Star Trek The Next Generation is what made me an uber Star Trek fan. I did not follow this title. I followed its sister title, Star Trek The Original Series, for lack of a better term, because it was set between Star Trek's five and six. And I love those TOS movies. So I never really followed this. Plus, it it kind of started when I did dip in and read one of those. It kind of started my loathing of like why are they telling stories about stuff that they're sticking it in between episodes and you know it's like what we don't like about the Star Wars comics and then when I I kind of grouse about some of the current comics um that uh that the Star Treks do but yeah they they kind of ripped off some images so you got Worf uh in the in the background basically the dominant image uh to his side you have his foster parents and his blood son uh Jeremy, who Jeremy, who was the same kid who was a, the bad kid in Robocop Cop 2. You remember? Oh, the the based yeah. on the Pearl Jam song. Yes, exactly. Jeremy Morgan. Same, And It came out right around the same time. Um, and Very below good. below that, you see the late John Stewart as uh, as the first actor that played Dwarf Son uh, Alexander. And then you see Todd. I bet this is why you picked this. This is why I
1: picked the damn yes. cover, Charlie, because I'm yeah. like, why is Dash Rendar? On I mean, that's just the thing. Star so, Trek.
0: so uh, Okana is a character that we got uh, in season two of TNG. He was played by William O'Campbell, the racketeer. Uh, he was also the guy who was second in the running to be William Billy Riker. Campbell. Really, uh, William Riker in the series. The character has returned uh, for a brief cameo in Lower Decks and a short recurring role in Star Trek Prodigy. But he didn't quite look like this. He, in that first appearance, which was in 1988-89, and like I said, in TNG, he seduced Terry Hatcher, which was awesome in the cameo that she had. I know Todd's like, what, really? Um, and he did have a magnificent uh, mullet, but it was, not, it was not to the Dash Rendar slash Billy Ray Cyrus early 90s vibe. And that shirt... I mean, that shirt looks like it's kind of, it looks like balloon animals. Like somebody wrapped blue. It just doesn't. It doesn't even look. This is like, like every
1: Star Wars character ever that you're like the guy it, who you have that yeah. you hire to do something, but he's not exactly the guy you want. Yeah, he's the only guy that's available.
0: Exactly. And then it looks like the Enterprise in the bottom is basically flying into either a hole in the paper or a sun. So, um, I will tell you. Oh, and then you do see in the lower left hand corner in the box, it was it was Star Trek's 25th anniversary, 1991. So, uh, yeah, it, it, the only original piece of inspired art was Billy Ray Cyrus slash uh, Dash Rendarge. He said the Kmart yeah. Han Solo as our friend John would call him from 1996 Shadows of the Empire, which we talk about all the time.
1: Yeah. And it was funny, Charlie, when I looked at this and I'm like, OK, I don't know much about the series. It did like a little Wikipedia. And I think I found like maybe yeah. Star Trek Comics.com or whatever it was. Yeah, and yeah. they we went through this and Michael Jan Friedman like wrote almost the whole series. Yeah, exactly. It was crazy.
0: And it ran from it was just crazy.
1: One guy yeah. doing that type of work on yeah. a, on a, uh, on a, on a, on a licensed property is kind of right. unique. And, and you know it, that it, meant he yeah. kind of got to create the tone, kind right. of to create his own version of those characters, which, I'm, you know, yeah, like, give trying, him props. To, yeah.
0: trying to pluck it out of my memory. I think it started, during season 2 of TNG so maybe in 8889 and ran till maybe 96 or 97 so a full three or four years after the series ended and through Star Trek Generations and so they kind they kind of had to do a return of the Jedi where they took after the end of the series and before generations and really stretched it out so they could still be on the Enterprise D and before everybody got split up because of the events of that movie so it was a lot of like and here's a and, and it was a lot of like uh kind of spinoffs or part twos of like we brought back this character from this one episode who blah blah and then here's a comic about it because it's coming out every month right so yeah you know it's one of those that those are all out of print um because the license was lost and idw didn't pick it up and there may be an episode here or an issue here or there that got tossed into a trade that idw chose to reprint but i have on a CD-ROM, I've told you this before, and I was talking with this one of the people in our chapter, Um, every Star Trek comic from 1966 to 2001 on PDF pages, like you open them up. And so I literally do own every issue of this series, but I would have
1: to read it. I'm glad you didn't print them, Charlie. Yeah, I'd have to read it like, (laughs) there's no
0: convenient way to read them. So Uh, anyway, but somebody who's a very big fan of CD-ROMs and eight-track tapes and uh old timey phone and your uncle and my uncle, yes, my uncle what? What about my uncle? you're saying I, she's, I think he dated her, maybe. Oh, it's entirely possible. In the swing sixties, my, my uncle Tim was was quite a hippie. We're of course talking about Madam Webb. She's our chief news correspondent at 123, almost and a half years young. She's down at the corner of Hollywood and Vine, waiting for us with the hottest scoops, hopefully not a shot of poop. Uh, it's time to go and get some news. Let's go.
1: Now it's time for Madam Webb's rumors and news. Take it away, boys. Thank you very much, Madam Webb, for bringing us all the news this week. And we are really worried about you because you are showing solidarity with the writers who are on strike this week. You were a writer, I believe. Your greatest accomplishment is you wrote, uh, season three, episode one of Benny Hill called, um, Chasing. Chasing uh, chickens. That was your episode. That's your only credit, but you still are getting residuals. So you're in league with these are uh, these writers because you want them to get paid better. So we salute you, Madam Webb and Benny Hill.
0: Up with miniskirts. Oh yes. Okay. So yeah, that's the, that's the big scary news right now is that these uh, these poor folks in the Writers Guild of America are, are on strike. Uh, and I didn't, you know, talk about how, uh, you know, clueless I was in my, I was in my hotel room, uh, with my little travel Roku plugged in, and Tuesday morning I watched. I always like to watch, uh, The Daily Show, and I like to watch the first part of Colbert. And then Wednesday rolls around, and I'm like, "Where are my shows? I just they're gone." That's when the strike started. Um, yep, these folks are out there trying to make their living, uh, because in the you know, I you know, in short, in the changing atmosphere of the streaming world, um, their residuals are completely, um being decimated uh, by the fact that, you know, they really count on syndication rules and, you know, continuing to get a check. And that's a steady part of the way they make their money. Um, And this tends to happen every, you know, it said last strike was back in 07, um, which lasted three months and cost the industry $2 billion. Um, And then the other, you know, really famous strike that comes to mind for me was back in 1988, which impacted, season of star trek so that's how i know about it because season two of star trek was about six episodes shorter because of that or four episodes shorter um so yeah i was so yeah so anything that is um scripted like the late night programs for example uh is is shuttered uh saturday night live had to shutter their last two episodes of the season though those guests were announced to be i think um the kid from succession who is macaulay uh, kieran culkin and drawing a blank on the other one. We're supposed to be the guests there. That's, that's, that's something I remember, but I don't know, man, you know, I 1000% these people think these people deserve anything within reason that, that they ask for, because, you know, when you're taking, you know, if, if residuals are, 30% 30% of their income, 40% of their income, and it also really scales down to the fact that the writer writer rooms are smaller because there are less episodes of something being made. These people have to fight for their rights. So, you know, if I lived in SoCal or New York City, I'd i be out there too. I mean, I, I I feel that passionately being someone who comes from the creative world ourselves because we create this, um, though it's, it's clearly not the same thing. We don't have a union and, you know, we just started getting paid, which we're very grateful to our Patreons for, but uh, as artists, you know, you have to fight for your rights. So I'm just I'm I'm happy to I, I'm happy to support them in any way that I can.
1: Yeah, I, I was just talking to I had lunch with uh, Sean. I yesterday we were talking about this and it's it's really interesting. We were t- kind of talking about the impact of writers and what they mean. Uh, if you don't have writers, you don't have shows. And that's the whole part of this. Or, so or you get any, reality any, reality TV. <laughs> exactly. Any any executive, uh, any director, any showrunner they can't do anything without these writers. So um, anything. And so if you like anything that's scripted, you like the writers. So that's really what it comes down to because actors can't just make up crap that comes out of their mouth because that would be horrible. Uh, Everybody loves an improver. Uh, No, they don't. And it's scripted TV. Um, Not not
0: not in that regard. No.
1: Yes. And because of that, um, the, 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 since 2007, guess what? A lot of things have changed in the way people make money and the way shows are shown. Mm -hmm. There wasn't streaming in 2007, so there was no way to actually talk about how do you monetize that and how do you pay. So essentially, since 2007, even though the medium and the way you get the media has changed, the writers haven't got that in their contracts. So there's nothing to give them any leverage to say we can do X, Y, or Z because the language of the contracts don't address it. So because of that, Actors are getting paid less. The writer rooms are getting smaller. There's less jobs Mm -hmm. and the jobs last don't last as long. Right, And the content's all over the place.
0: Right. It turns into the gig economy because you look at Netflix, they're like, okay, we had three episodes of a 10-episode season and nobody's watching it, so we're going to cancel it. Boom. I mean, they got
1: paid for that, but they don't necessarily get residuals now. Right, They get a one-time payment. Like a lot of actor stuff, they're not getting paid for how many times it shows on Netflix. It's not about that. So the the whole structure of payment is completely different too. Right. Um, And apparently the writers and the whole organization – they are asking for about when it comes to everything they're asking about, which is a different way to monetize, different way to get paid, about $450 million, like in total, uh-huh. that would then pay all of the writers that are part of the Writers Guild. Um, and that would basically get them up to a living salary. Mm-hmm. And uh, m- make money off of the way new media is consumed.
0: Right. Per, uh, and and I would Compare that. Yeah, I would have to imagine that it is perfectly fair. Um, but again, it's not much. You know, it, it, not for what I'm sure these people make on, you know, Netflix subscriptions and the different promotional deals and all the things that make it possible for entertainment yeah. to be made. Um, yeah, it's you know, does it come right down to a pissing match of, you know, the corporation saying, "We want more money." And, you know, not paying for the product by which they are conveyed the money that they get. Um, it's uh-huh. just, it, it's, simple business. You know, if you want a product to produce, you have to pay the people that make it. Um, so yeah, you're right. And it's, it's, it's a totally different deal. And I'm sure if we dug deeper, we could find out, you know, what triggered the strike in 07, um, and what, what triggered, you know, the strike back in 08, it was probably something, you know, similar, you know, something changed drastically. And, you know, maybe back in, uh, you know, syndication rules changed or syndication, you know, residuals had to change back in 88 or, or back in 07. Well, I think I, yeah. DVD
1: sales, Charlie, probably right. that was right. probably like, like actually media was probably a, a thing that wasn't addressed in the last, right. you know, it was really right. movies and TV and rerun syndication versus, Hey, we're actually going to sell these shows on DVD now. And so right. people can watch these. Then it's another stream of revenue that didn't right. happen the back. I mean, maybe you had VHS, but God almighty, like that was not even remotely right. what DVD sales were like. So yeah, not exactly. um, one note oh. about what payment. So during all of this, it was revealed that David Zasloff, who is now the, the CEO of WB Discovery, mm-hmm. he made a salary of $250 million. Okay, so you think he's worth half of what the writers want um, considering he's just a dude making decisions, but he's not actually creating the content. Right. He's, he's, he's making a, yeah. deals.
0: He's a yeah. he, suit. By the way, how did you get 450 million as being half of 250 million? You just did some math that blew my mind. <laughs> That's
1: what you just well, said. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's it's 250 is half of essentially what the what the writers are oh, asking yes. for. Yeah,
0: exactly. The two, yeah, you said it the other way around, though, so you lost me. So, but yes, uh, yeah, sorry. You're exactly but, so, correct. Yeah.
1: So it all comes down to in the big picture, there is money to be had and shared. Shared, um, yes.
0: Yeah, shared. Exactly. It's being, because it's
1: being made. Yeah, exactly. It's not exactly. communism. We know that. But you have to give yeah, right. people a fair wage or or you don't get great writers. You don't right. get great content. And we know how that happens. Right. Um, we, we, you talked about, like, you know, in, in 2007, the impact of, you know, what happened, you know, famously lost – had some crappy seasons, heroes, you know, what happened with heroes went down the toilet as well. It derailed a lot of things and they kind of piecemeal seasons together. And um, it's never good for the industry because then you lose great content. Uh, People stop engaging because there's less there. You don't feel it at first, but you definitely feel it later. Um, And now I don't know if you'll feel as much because there are so many more ways to get content. Like we said, there's too much. Right, right. So you don't feel as much roof, versus what was just ABC, CBS, Fox, yeah. and maybe CW. Yeah. Uh, so you only had those four networks. So we'll yeah. see how this goes, but we do know in the short term that stranger right. things is on pause. Yeah. Blade. Yep. The movie that we haven't heard anything about is on pause. That's not too difficult. Uh, yep. Uh, Loot. The series on uh, Apple TV with Maya Rudolph is uh, on hold. Yep. Serian Live right now, because that requires right. writers every week. They can't bank material because it's yeah. very timely. Right. Uh, same with late night talk shows. Right. And well, I've heard also Hacks, uh, that HBO show about the comedians, I, I is also sh- on pause. I thought that
0: show was over. So, uh, yeah, I guess I'm not I'm not losing out on that. But, you know, they're talking about, you know, depending on how long it goes on, these are obviously, this is the flashpoint uh, of things that are being affected currently. But, yeah, how does this dig deeper into uh, things that are that are being produced for, you know, 20, late 2024 or 2025, you know, the end of the the next Marvel dynasty, so to speak, uh, which we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, there's a few more.
1: I I found another link, Charlie. I had like, like, actually has a lot more. Abbott Elementary on ABC, Cobra Kai, House of the Dragon on HBO, Night Court, one of your recent favorites, Uh, The Penguin coming to HBO Max, uh, Yellow Jackets, um, Good Omens, a series on Amazon Prime, Yeah, those are extra. So um, it's going to be a a challenge. And even uh, an award show, MTV Movie Awards, it's actually going to be impacted by this, which is crazy.
0: Man, oh, man. So anyway, in short, to wrap it up, we stand with the writers. We would love to support them. We support creatives everywhere. Um, Your best way to support this is, uh, and we've always had it as a rule, certainly on our social medias, is that, you know, don't think about pirating. Pay for your content you know, that's the way stuff gets made. That's the way. Unfortunately, those yeah. writers are not going to get paid. I know, but, <laughs> but it does, ge- but it does generate revenue is was my point. Be, be part of the solution, not the problem. Pay
1: for your Netflix, you mean? Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's exactly my point. Or don't, you know, say I got a VPN and I can remember it's the Todd, the stance that you and I've always taken against pirating uh, to me really relates to this. You know what I mean? pay you know you have to pay into the system in order to benefit from the system when it comes to entertainment so ensure someone
1: is paying for your content yeah exactly <laughs> Ensure
0: yeah, exactly. yes someone but you know if you feel like having your own if, you, if you're you know if you're 22 and living on your own stop you know stealing your parents netflix because they're going to stop you anyway i'm just kidding i'm kidding it's a side issue but all right what do we got next oh here's something i'm super excited about todd tell yes, me yes i'll about take it.
1: this one charlie yes uh so um babylon 5 is uh has been rumored it's one of my favorite series not it's not a show that i would say holds up well totally get it it's hard to get into now that's why i believe that babylon 5 based on its structure the story it told is fantastic and i think really needs a modern day budget um like i said if babylon 5 got the budget that star trek did I think it would be a totally different show because you could hire better writers, you'd have more expense, but, but they didn't. So they did the best they could with what they had. So I'll give it that. But are you, Babylon wait, wait, Five, wait, wait,
0: wait. Are you saying it's a real funky concept?
1: Yes, that's exactly what I said. That's good. I love, um, it. I love it. So Babylon. So the creator of Babylon 5, Michael J. J. Michael Straczynski has been trying to bring back his baby and he currently has a deal with um hbo slash cw to do a reboot reboot of babylon 5 as of right now the cw is in a hellscape of new ownership essentially Mm -hmm. that most likely will not do this because they are cutting their budgets they're essentially out of cw shows now and is going to do something different yeah. So they're hoping that that show will potentially maybe just go to HBO Max or something like that or another WB network or something. So hopefully that's going to happen. But the big news is that it's just announced that there's going to be an animated movie uh, by uh, J. Michael Straczynski, and I am all for this because uh, the cool part about this is you don't have to worry about the cast being 185 years old. You can bring <laughs> back some heritage <laughs> actors. Yeah, they can voice act and they can do that. Right. Some of the actors have have de- died, unfortunately, or in bad health, so they probably can't. But still, some of these could come back. And he, it's basically uh, Warner Brothers Animation and uh, Home Entertainment are going to do it. So that's a good way to basically get it on HBO Max uh, via streaming and also DVD sales, things like that. So I think this could really work. Um, it's it's our, he says it's um, the film is already finished and in the can. Nice. That's pretty impressive. Which means they can a- says, Which
0: means they can actually put it out.
1: Exactly, it feels. He says it feels the like the most B five ish thing of anything we've done since the original show. Which I would say, since original show, they did Crusade and they did some comics. So I don't know if there's really that much to say that there was a lot more that they've done since then. Mm -hmm. Uh, But um, with Babylon five, I mean, it came out in um, 1993, was on multiple networks, started as syndication, then moved to TNT. It was kind of a funky. Funky situation with oh my exactly yeah well that was back in the day T N T was a big deal so well yeah when you you had Um, your
0: syndicated you know you had your basic cable the USA the TNTs, the Mm -hmm. give me a third one I don't know you know Spike TV uh, all those you say TBS already oh no I missed how who could miss TBS TBS uh, yeah I had uh, my my commentary on this and I know we have friends like our uh, like our buddy Larry Giver down in Indiana who loves this show will will sweat and die for it. Uh, I have a client up in Big Rapids, Michigan, a guy who works in one of the optical shops I call on, who, uh, when I first started calling on him, he was, you know, he I, I turned him into a customer, wasn't a customer, but when we first started talking, uh, you know, he caught wind that I was a Star Trek guy, he started talking to me about Babylon 5, so Babylon 5 is on HBO Max, or Max, so this was probably last summer. I came home and watched an episode with April, and we just looked at each other like, we can't watch anymore of this. My God, it's just no good. And so I saw him at an optical shop, yeah. uh, or an optical show, that April and I were actually both happened. I think April was away from the table, so she didn't get to chime in. And he's like, man, did you ever get around to watch Babylon 5? And I was like, uh, well, I'm glad you like it. And he's like, man, you know, you got to skip the first season and come back for this and that, and then don't watch season six or whatever. And I'm just saying, like, okay, you know what, you know, lo- dig what you love. But yeah, it did not speak to me, um, not necessarily just uh, visually, but the storyline, just it, it did not engage in the same way, but it also didn't have any of the backlog that DS9 had, which was considered its rival or the show that killed it or whatever the idea was because it didn't have any of the background that Star Trek had. It didn't you can't have, compare yeah.
1: Babylon 5 and Star Trek. Star Trek had a whole series but, of many movies before that but, yeah. and a fan base already baked in. Babylon 5 is yeah. something new that right. people discovered out of the blue. It was on syndication. Right. It's like, you, what is this thing? And but, and when I picked it up, I picked it up when, it, when TNT acquired it and right. I watched, they basically made a new movie to just get people upset uh, uh, it, it get set up get and them upset. get ready into the series. <laughs> yeah, it, well, maybe it did. But for me, you know, it was the perfect entry into that show was I mean, watching yeah. that movie first. And uh, if you didn't do that, Charlie, yeah. yeah, I don't think it was the right move because starting uh, a long-running series, say, I'm going to watch one episode. Is it for me? And it's like, what show can you judge by one episode I mean, and say, oh, it's good or bad? You it, can't. It, I don't think there's a can. good example, say one episode of a show but to it, say, um,
0: yeah. But but again, some people are like, well, it's space stuff. So I can compare it to like the Star Wars and Star Trek people. Oh, I'm a Star Trek. I'm a Star Wars person. I don't give a shit. They're not anything alike. It has the word star Correct. in it. So it just it Correct. drives me up the wall. We're, you know, working shows, working in our booth. People uh, want to come up and say, well, I'm really a Star Wars person. Huh? Yeah, OK, move along. I don't care. Great. I love Star Why Wars. Are you here? I, exactly. I, I, I do, I, I do yeah. a damn Star Wars podcast. I love Star Wars, too. Doesn't have anything to do with how I feel about Star Trek. So anyway. Yeah. You know, yes. Bullet point is: If you love Babylon Five, you can keep loving it, and there's some new content coming your way, so you can. Be well, and happy I hope this is something
1: that. that potentially could turn people into Babylon Five fans. Not necessarily Maybe. you have to watch the old stuff, and and I think that's what good science fiction can do: make people fans of things that are up. new, like. Like I found the expanse Uh that was brand new, not based on anything else. And I'm like, I love this because it's not it's not something that I've seen a billion times before. And it's just the newest version of it. So um, I hope this does well and I hope it's handled well, uh, depending on the animation style. Mm. Uh, Straczynski is a good writer and um, how he manages this. Is it going to be like really deep in the weeds of Babylon 5? So you kind of exclude people. I or is not. it going to be like yeah. a good entry point to say, "Here's the world of Babylon Five. Maybe some things that have happened, but right. it's it's a like strange new worlds. Good entry point. Same thing there. It's before mm-hmm. anything before, so you don't have to get bored, uh, which yeah. is what Star Trek does push a lot of people away because, like, I don't know where to start. A lot right. of it is not very good. A lot of it is good. So it depends. Pick and choose. So, pick and um, choose. yeah. Just imagine if like Voyager was the or Enterprise was the first Star Trek show, Charlie. I mean. For some
0: people it is. That's exactly anyway. like Babylon
1: Five. It would be like, what was the thing? So I would say, yes, let's anyway. see where this goes. I'm very excited because it's a it's a series that means a lot to me and I'm yep. glad it's getting a second chance.
0: All right. Talk to me about a series that doesn't mean a lot to me. Dune. <laughs> the movie that i couldn't watch because my my uh, hbo famously kept locking up so i feel like i've seen it par- parts of it a thousand times do oh, i the, thought you had mirroring. seen it i did i ended up watching the whole thing but don't you remember it was you and Kane? i did that show and i started to watch it in a cut out then i had to bring it up on my ipad and i had to cast it and like the whole thing was a mess for me so but anyway obviously i'm doing a rewatch because now there is a uh there's a sequel coming out at Thanksgiving, if I'm not mistaken. So right up to me. Did you
1: see the trailer, Charlie?
0: Of course I did. Yes.
1: Excellent. Excellent. So, yeah. So Dune 2 is coming out. Um, Dune 1, a lot of people were nervous about it. Was this going to be a huge mess? Was it going to actually deliver on an epic science fiction story? that really was going to have some fantastic visual storytelling and was it going to work and all said and done i would say it's very well received i haven't met many people that didn't enjoy it um like again talking with sean nyes we talked about he's like he typically would have not been into the movie he saw it he was like he was amazed he was like this is phenomenal it's great but it's a movie it's a movie you have to see on the big screen Mm -hmm. seeing it on the small screen on an iPad is pointless because part of it is getting enraptured right. in the world and, and seeing and it on a little 80-inch screen it's like yeah eh.
0: and, I, no, and i did not watch it on my ipad i, I turned it on, on my ipad and sent it over to my tv i did not get to see it in the theaters and that'll obviously won't be the case with this one because now i yeah. know that it's a you know big whatever it is i will obviously watch the other film again so that i feel a little bit more keyed in but yeah it's just it's a little fuzzy to me uh and then you know and dune of course is a remake because it was a
1: real weird uh, it was a book series, yeah. and then yeah. it was a movie that by yeah. David Lynch. She was a very David weird guy. Lynch, yes, and then there's been, it was... yeah. and it had and uh,
0: much like Flash Gordon had Queen. The first Dune movie had Toto. If I'm not mistaken, didn't they do the main song? Which I, you know, what I love both bands, so you know what I could get. On I more could. That. I don't remember. I'm I'm, yeah. per, I'm pretty sure, but yeah, it was a very the, the first film was yeah it was very weird visually. comic MacLachlan, Sting, uh, Patrick Stewart. I mean, oh my God, Sir Patrick
1: Stewart. Yeah. Before he was Dune's a very yeah. hard thing to yeah. adapt because it's a very complex book. It's very long. So yeah. uh, in the eighties, you didn't get a lot of great adaptations. So it's, it, I think it was, it yeah. was at the time, visually stunning, very cool, unique looking, but kind of a hot hodgepodge of what they were trying to do, especially with David Lynch being at the helm. Yeah. But then there was a mini series on like sci-fi, the children of Dune, which I really liked. And that was in the early two thousands. So there's been different takes. And so, um, but you, when you got uh, Dennis Villanueva, who is a very esteemed director, um, it, it was in good hands, at least from a perspective of he can put stuff on the screen and make it work. And I think he nailed it. Uh, and this movie, I think a lot of pissed a lot of people off. They thought it was going to be a full movie. Essentially, the first half of Dune. It which,
0: was, yes. Har- Harry Potter one I'm, and two or whatever. The I'm glad one. they
1: did it because. You're not going to make a five hour movie. You just can't. But it's a big story to tell. Somebody's going to
0: try. Yeah. But yeah.
1: And they broke it up in a very good part, I thought, which was great because there's more to tell. You've set up the world. You've got kind of the crux of what the big challenge is. And then this how is this going to be resolved in the second right. film? So that's what we got in this right. trailer. Um, and this is coming out in, uh, I believe, November Thanksgiving. 3rd. Thanksgiving. Yep. No, November Ish. 3rd. Thanksgiving-ish. Mm-hmm. Yes, Thanksgiving is uh, November post, post, post Halloween is <laughs> the best way to say it. Hopefully it, hopefully it
0: will still be uh, performing successfully by Thanksgiving And two, you know, yes, two weeks
1: um, <laughs> absolutely. But the, the cool part is we are getting some new, I mean, we got the, the returning actors, Timothy Chalamet Zendaya, uh, but the cool part is we're getting some new actors, including Christopher Walken, Florence Pugh, nice. uh, uh, Austin Butler as oh, well. Yeah, and, high. um, Yeah. And I think this could be really amazing uh, just a kind of a a, a cool when everything is done, when it's complete. I think this could be really be something special. So I'm excited for it. Charlie, I know you you have your movie subscription, so you will be at the theater to see this
0: right now. Are they actually going to wrap it up or is this Dune two of three?
1: I mean, and you said it was a book
0: series, so is it like – It's a book series, exactly. There's
1: many, many more stories within Dune. This is just kind of like the original book. Um, They could do more offshoots of it, which I think would be fine, but the story should be wrapped up within this, and then you might get more adventures in the future. But this is really a a full telling of that initial book.
0: Right, you're right, right. Well, I have uh, have back-to-back – Rumor watch for the most was somebody say on our Discord yesterday the most cursed franchise in Marvel history. Well, maybe not the most cursed, but it's pretty damn cursed. So we're talking about the Fantastic Four. There have been two rumors and nothing official. And I did pull these from you know somewhat reputable sites. I'm not going to say which because I don't want people to at me on Twitter and say, "Oh, really? You think blah 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 is reputable?" But anyway, I thought they were reputable. But we have uh, casting news for uh mommy and daddy of the fantastic four that would be reed richards and sue storm uh possibly adam driver for reed and margot robbie for sue storm um and again it's really tough uh to know when any of this might be proven or disproven because we have a writer's strike going on but todd your first thoughts on these strongly worded rumors do you like the casting if this ends up being it
1: I do. I like Adam Driver a lot. I think he yeah, can bring something same. to the film. We got, uh, we we obviously got in, in Doctor Strange the fan casting of John Krasinski. So we got that out of the way. It's fine. Yeah. He's dead. Um, Adam it's Driver, funny. I think is a. I, I think Adam Driver is a more complex actor. He can do goofy. Yeah. He can do menacing. He can yep. do odd. And he can do, um, and you saw him in what sixty five? You saw that movie sixty five, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, that and that. that so that's movie more was, heroic. Yeah.
1: That's a little bit more right. of a uh, kind of a hero type role, right? And I'm assuming and, he wasn't the low point of it. No,
0: and he's done he's done a couple of goofy comedies, which I am now forgetting, where he was a uh, a foil of some variety or doing stuff. So he's great. I enjoy him doesn't really make anything terrible that I can think of. and then Margot Robbie is she's not America's sweetheart. she's kind of the sweetheart to the world because she's Uh where she's we're America's all... Barbie. She's America's Bar- yeah, we're all planning on enjoying Barbie uh later this summer. Uh Todd, you and I are both hoping it does well because our summer movie competition has begun as of uh, as of this weekend. Uh Guardians of the Galaxy, which we're going to talk about in a minute here and kind of its uh performance so far and where it's gonna land. But um yeah, this is uh, you know, uh the Fantastic Four is is set to be Marvel's next big you know, tentpole in 2025 um, and then tying back in with an Avengers movie. So, yeah, I just want it to be good, you know, from Roger Corman's low-budget clunker in 1994 uh, up through Fox's, you know, bow of, of the property in 2005 with I.O. and Gruffold and uh, What's-Her-Face Jessica Alba, uh, and then its horrible sequel a couple of years later, and then the film for which we will not speak its name, which came out in 2015, It's it's been a rough road for, you know, you know marvel's first family but i've always loved them they're very deeply in my heart the thing is one of my favorite marvel characters um so i have my hopes well hopes over here
1: yeah, Margot Robbie, I don't know. I mean, she's she's in a lot of things and she's, she's already Harley Quinn. Yeah. I mean, it could work cuz you could play two roles, so like cuz you know we know, you know, Kylo he was Kylo Ren, she could she could be in the so I don't know. I mean, she is a good actress, so I don't right. I don't have problem with it. I mean, it just doesn't say like, oh yeah, I'd consider her for that role. But, you know, why not? She's a strong actress, but I did see Charlie. Uh, mm. They did say that potentially David Diggs. Oh yeah, seems yeah, like but, really, yeah, that's it, yeah. It's
0: about on the page.
1: Who was yeah in
0: yeah, the oh, original cast of Hamilton, and then in um, Blackish, and he was in something else recently. Oh, oh, he's a, he voice acts in Star Trek: Prodigy. He's one of the he's the first officer on Janeway ship in that show. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's great. Uh, and again, would be you know changing the race of a character, which is awesome. It's
1: you fine. Know, if, if it's compelling, Ben's, if Ben's, it's nothing. Yeah. Ben's not related to a character. So it's not like you can say, because yeah. that was the thing with, with Michael B. Jordan. He was, he was yeah. black, but playing Johnny Storm, Sue Storm, so they think they were adopted, she, she mixed adopted. family, which yeah, is fine okay. too. Right. It's, it's fine. fine. Yeah. I, mean, I I don't think it really matters. I mean, I mean, he can get beat up on uh Yancey street, just like yeah. uh, any white dude. Well, could.
0: And again, you know, the, the, the actor, actor of the role of the thing doesn't really last very long. Then it becomes some big, either made up or CGI, whatever. So, yeah. You see, yeah. you
1: need a compelling voice. That's really yeah. all required to play thing. Yeah.
0: yeah. And and then, you know, no word on Johnny Storm, but, you know, hopefully I have a pick. Oh, okay. I, have a pick. I would just love him to stay away from the adopted thing that they did in the last film because it just didn't add yep. anything for me. But, but yeah, roll with it. What you got?
1: So you saw Top Gun Maverick um, uh-huh. and the uh, essentially the Iceman character in that movie, Glenn Powell. Oh. He was is he? cocky. Yeah.
0: Rock, rock yeah, or whatever. And he was, yeah, yeah. he was in some other uh, flying movie. I just saw that Jonathan. Uh, Devotion. Majors,
1: yeah. Devotion.
0: Yeah. It was great. Devotion. It was great.
1: Yeah. And then he also played uh, myself and John's one of our favorite series. Oh, screen yeah, 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 yeah. Chad, Chad, Chad Rockwell. Rockwell. Yeah, there you go. Such a great actor. He's got, he's cocky. He's a good actor. He's perfect for it. I don't know if that like would stereotype him too much into being like the cocky guy, but. He's amazing. And I think he would be good in the role. But I mean, pick anybody. Yeah, exactly. Correct. So, well, good. Well, we won't know
0: anything about this at all until this writer strike is completed, because how could we or we won't know anything about moving forward, especially now that the actors all go on strike because there's no meetings that are going to be taking place. So, mm -hmm. Um, all right. Moving on. um, There is now a release window for the season two of loki which was teased at the end of is there ant-man quantumania um but marvel studios is having to mill around for the potential recasting of jonathan majors in light of his legal issues um which would be not a first uh, for you know for Marvel and, and Marvel Studios but it would it would to me I think be the first time of these circumstances you know what I mean because we had uh, Don Cheadle became Rhodey Rhodes in Iron Man because of reasons that had to do with Terrence Howard who salary played, yeah 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 exactly so that's money but
1: this is, this is not a money thing. Um, and there were you think John Cheadle got paid less than Terrence Howard. I'm guessing Ter- John Cheadle got paid more than Terrence Howard because he's so. Don, Don Cheadle. Come on.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah. I just really think that it was, it was something else. And there's always rumors around those, but, but, you know, and again, these are, you know, there are rumors or allegations that are going around out to Jonathan Majors. He had a domestic dispute, uh, allegation, which I think was withdrawn, but then somebody else came forward and it's um, yeah, so yeah, so there's a quote here uh, from you know reliable sources, uh, where Marvel says, given the allegations, Marvel and Disney are monitoring the case before making a decision. Uh, however, according to sources familiar with the situation, Marvel has already started preparations, kind of push comes to shove uh, about a potential recast. so. You got to understand um, that it's, you know, it's a business and PR is all about perception and it's not at all hard to understand why they would go in this direction no matter what. So that's, that's yeah. tough. This
1: isn't just like a bad tweet. This is an allegation. Yeah. His agent has left him. Uh, not a when good sign. You have something like that. No, because that means like someone that obviously is supposed to be in your corner leaves you. That right. means that potentially there's some rockiness going on there. Maybe it's because right. he disagreed with how they wanted to handle it. Totally, totally agree because it's a very right. sticky issue. Jonathan, I mean Jonathan Majors was everywhere. Like all, like you yeah. said, all that devotion movie. Then yep. uh, you know, on the screen in uh, Ant Man and just getting all these accolades, also in Creed Three. So he yeah. is he is the, in the zeitgeist. So for yeah, something the, to take the him the out of the zeitgeist, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty got to be pretty serious allegations. We don't hear anything. We don't want to, you know, we hope this is not true. And it's just I mean, but obviously we want to believe someone if they comes forward and says something bad happened. So it's like this point. We just need someone to tell us what's true and what's not
0: right exactly correct so um so again ongoing but um casting recasting and things you know thankfully obviously loki uh season two has been in the bag for a bit so we're gonna get that oh the 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 yeah. You know, i kind of blew past the first thing i said it said the window for a potential debut could be i think september or october of this year so uh, basically disney Plus's fall programming uh probably going off the back of when ahsoka is winding down because they like say oh we only like to do one show at a time or whatever um there hasn't been a marvel regular show on was the, what was the last season they had out it was there? the
1: guardians special
0: oh my god yeah i mean that was now yeah. going on six months ago so that's that's a, that's a big old window um so yeah interesting yeah
1: yeah, and, and obviously we've got Secret Invasion coming as well, right, so there you go. That's, they that, probably want to space these yeah, out, space out accordingly. On.
0: Right, yeah, that comes out in June, so that makes sense. So, well, oh, cool. is it? Yeah.
1: Well, June. I think it was August.
0: Nope, yep, because that's Ahsoka, the other, another Disney.
1: Ah, okay, makes sense. Okay, go. very there cool. I'm very excited then. Yay! I know,
0: I am. So yeah, this will obviously be their fall component, then I'm not, I would have to, check my uh, crystal ball to see what the next Star Wars
1: thing would be. Check at. the old calendar. You write on all these things, Charlie. We, yeah, yeah, we
0: actually put it in the family calendar because we wake up and we're like, oh, it's Wednesday. It's, you know, it's like Ted Lasso's. Like a physical got,
1: calendar or no, a calendar a, on our, your phone? It's
0: our Google calendar, our, our shared calendar. Okay, I was going to say, you a
1: family calendar, you wake up, you pull up the yep. calendar, put it in front of your face and go, what oh, yep. is today?
0: That's exactly <laughs> correct. Yeah, but like Ted Lasso's got two episodes left and it's a Wednesday show, so we, you know, watch it on That's
1: Wednesday. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> Shemigadoon's the same boat, I think, yeah it's yeah. got two more two more episodes too yeah
0: so anyway okay well that is the end of the news we shall bid adieu to madam Webb. stay there continue gathering news and we'll get you back next week but it's time to get out that that foober app that feeble uber app the geek easy awaits down in nasty town uh schmigadoon heights <laughs> uh for us to uh, talk about uh what we're enjoying this week so let's go talk nerdy to me
1: Talk noted to me. We're sitting. The geeky z drinks are poured, and we are getting our nerd on. And Charlie, um, you're sticking with uh, some classics on Apple TV Plus.
0: Believe, yes, we, because uh, I, I didn't. You know, I was gone all of this week, so uh you know and what's nice about ted lasso and, and maybe correct me if i'm wrong did the episodes go from 30 minutes to an hour at one point or was it always an hour
1: i can't remember they they have been on the shorter side in previous seasons okay gotcha because i'm just we're watching the episode i'm like because we're
0: watching and really into it but i'm like Man, it's bedtime when is this oh god there's 30 minutes left we've been watching it for 30 minutes um but no we blasted all the way you know from you know uh, being you know, home in between, you know, going out and doing stuff this weekend. We've caught up. So we are now caught up on episode up to episode eight uh, of the current season. And am I hearing rumblings that this
1: might be the end?
0: I mean, is there? Right.
1: Is, yeah. Oh, as boy. of right now, this is all that's been announced. I don't know how this ends because right. I don't see a I don't know where this this season is going. Right. Quite honestly, it, it's, it, it's not as clear as the other seasons where I'm yeah. like, hmm, where's yeah, it going to go?
0: really teeing it up. But
1: yeah, we're caught up. And they they've
0: really hung in there with the storyline for Nate, who is the the turncoat, um, other assistant coach who went off to coach in a different football club. But I love it. Uh Ted is, you know, there's a part of of Ted's story that touches all of us that have, you know, dealt with rejection and pain and the loss of a family member and divorced and all the, you know, and, and kids that you don't know, can spend time with. So that touches me. Definitely. His big mustache doesn't touch me because I'm not into big mustaches, even though my dad had the most legendary one of all time. Todd, you know, this of my dad. Oh when, yes. And he was young man. Um, he was more it, mustache than man in sometimes Yes, it was, it was too big for his face, but uh, no, I've really, I've enjoyed, uh, Jason Sudeikis uh, portrayal of the character and i hope it's not the end but you never know you never know because again you land in this fuzzy space where you don't know how popular it really is everybody loves it and talks about it but exactly what does that what does that really mean you never well really the
1: british are that. like that they they are like short and sweet they're like we're not going to sustain yeah. these things unless it's like i right. don't know dairy girls or something like that most of their shows Neighbors. are very quick. they do, like, know do the, like three the, seasons yeah, yeah. And, they and they do like eight episodes each
0: Right, David, yeah. serious. No, Neighbors. The uh, IT crowd. Not yeah, yeah, not Neighbors I was thinking of. There's that other real popular soap that I used downstairs, to. Wear.
1: Downstairs, the, the, the West Enders. The West Enders, um, yeah, yeah,
0: maybe it was. I just had a British yeah. guy who I worked with years ago said, yeah, everybody in London likes Burn," Because we were talking about that movie – uh Love Actually and Marley McCutcheon who was the assistant was on that soap and he's like everybody but he said if you're in London and you live in this part of town you watch this soap but if you're in London and you live in this part of town you watch some different soap and it's so weird wow that's like it's like
1: the young and the restless and as the world turns you gotta make a decision
0: or like the football clubs that you see in Ted Lasso so anyway yes I am the last one to the party with Ted Lasso but I absolutely love it so um, both of the programs we talked about this week have to do with Apple Plus which we just signed up for we'll have it for a couple of months and drop it but one One show we were watching two years ago was um, was physical, which stars Rose Byrne, who I adore. Um, And it's about this woman, this, you know, bored 80s housewife in San Diego in the early 1980s, who um, catches wind of the aerobics craze and makes her own aerobics tape by starting up in a studio with another woman, stealing all of the
1: show before. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. And then turning into her own tape. So we were watching the show, but it got really difficult to watch because the soundbar we had kept having all these errors with apple yes so, the roku soundbar yeah. <laughs> yeah so we have a we have a new one now um because that one was such a piece of junk and i'm going to get rid of it um but uh we don't see there's there still kind of connection issues here and there but it's been a whole lot less i don't know what it is it's just apple it's just apple and the soundbar do you think it's sabotage is it sabotage
1: Yes, the beastie boys are behind over. it.
0: It is no, that not that kind of sabotage. But anyway, uh, cool show. I don't know if it went beyond a second season but um we're in the middle of season two so anyway cool show not exactly a feel-good adventure because you know this woman's not great her home life is terrible she's having an affair with this disgusting real estate developer so it's just there's a lot of stuff going on but you know what it's got a great 80s soundtrack and everything looks very 80s and she had they have a couple friends who are swingers and it's just there's a lot of weird stuff going on so it's (laughs) It's it's entertainment of its own. You've stride, not so.
1: swung me over to the show, Charlie, whatsoever. Uh, what?
0: <laughs> oh, no, uh, that's fair. Yes. And Todd, and Todd, I know that that period piece stuff is not your jam anyway. I know. Matt, no, Matt, I mean,
1: I like I like American Horror Story where they did the season in the 80s. I love that. I thought it was okay. all great. I watch Stranger Things. I watch a lot of these shows set in different times. I'm fine with it. But that not, one about aerobic structure, just doing things. It sounds like a very 80s but, like. It sounds Mad like a plotline from you, Dynasty. You wouldn't watch Mad Men, though, and everybody loves Mad Men. It's your it, wasn't Lasso. about the time frame. It just seemed very it seemed like these people are very miserable and unhappy. And I'm like, I don't watch miserable and unhappy people because I never saw good storylines that made them very happy. They all were unhappy. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Miserable Town for 18 seasons. Miserable Town? That's Todd. Because Charlie, that show was not known for having happy people. And that's 100% true.
0: I think that show really, and if you've not managed watch Mad Men, it's on AMC, yeah. grew, I, I think you watched some characters grow and change, but yes,
1: there was a lot Absolutely. of, great stuff. he became like the CEO, yeah. Don Graham-Grew. I know enough about the show, I'm like, yeah, I get it, I just don't want to see sad people and, and right. cheating and, and Don Draper go off and join a retreat because he's not really Don Draper, I'm like, yeah, I know about all those story beats, and you know I'm like, hey. yes,
0: he wasn't, but you know what, everybody, uh, here's your opportunity to at Todd at TXra at Twitter and tell him why he should watch Mad Men, do it, do it. Now. All right. That's it for me. What do you got?
1: Yeah. So just really quickly, free comic book day was yesterday and typically it's come back now tied to a big movie, which is Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, normally, I would have gone to my normal comic book shop. They're going to be moving. So they have had some issues with their distribution. That's of comics. Where is, they're getting, where are they, things are delayed right now.
0: Is that a good thing that they're moving and moving to a nicer spot? They're moving
1: or? to a much better spot, a All bigger spot. They're in a very small spot. Um, and it we've been going the, to them for years. They, yeah, It time.
0: was the exact same situation. With the spot that I go to, Tardy's, which I've talked about tons of time on the show. We even had an interview. Uh, We had a phone-in interview with one of the old owners of it back on our show back when we started years ago. Um, But Gavin and Deanna own it now, and they're in that same small little spot. Uh, and they've since purchased another location, but it's in Allegan, Michigan, which is about 45 minutes south of here. But mm-hmm. yeah, I tell you, if they can knock out some walls and and expand yeah. their shop, I know that uh, that because it's one of those like, yeah, man, I was able to, they changed a bunch of stuff around in their shop recently. So they have new merch racks out, but they have such a little, it's a little rectangular footprint to work with. It's just, it's tough, but you know, yeah, yeah. you know, I just, real, real estate's a bear. So, I mean, that's, that, that's yeah, a tough
1: fit. Was- and the shop's called Mind's Eye, and it is a wonderful shop in regards to it's clean, it's inviting, it's very, yeah. it's not like your comic book shop where it's overcrowded, you can't move, you can't find anything. It's not exactly a good yeah. environment, not exactly well maintained. It's like, and I think that's that's a big still problem with comic book shops because yeah. yesterday I went to one comic book shop just because I was I, I didn't get to go early in the morning because it was me and my friend for lunch. Yeah. I went after and free comic book day if you don't get there early everything's yeah, like that's
0: how movie. I that's how I missed out on the Star Trek comic. I didn't get it yeah. because we the went Star out we, we, actually, in. Yeah. we actually went out uh car shopping because I'm getting a new car whenever one comes in because la I'm, la. I'm trying to buy buy a honda and man it's not easy to find a honda right now Hondas so when, have
1: great resale value yeah you're yeah. not finding deals on honda yeah, so it's
0: going to take me probably well it's not a deal it's inventory i it can't even find one of those so i'm gonna be waiting mm. a couple months for that and that's fine uh because it's not like i have a dead car i just i know i need a new car because i don't want to drive mine into the ground uh because i drive a lot but anyway we then we went for lunch and then we shot over to tardy's and yeah um i know that star trek comic was gone another one as well but it was nice to go inside and do a little shopping i found a fi- I, you know they had you know 20 percent off everything so i snagged a figure that was on my amazon list uh that you know so i saved seven or eight bucks on it so i was pretty happy about that and you support local which is important you know being you know this is even i mentioned uh to uh, the employee when I was checking out who's somebody I've known forever I said you know what my dad was a small business owner small business is very important to me in April because April was you know father was a small business owner as well he's a Mm -hmm. construction self-employed construction guy so I love to support small business when I can and I don't certainly get around to the comic shop very often myself because I don't collect comics anymore I mean Todd we've needed a Patreon segment just to get me to read comics because it's just it's not (laughs) not in my current zeitgeist so that I'm always you know I it's very simple for me I know I'll back to it but yeah it's a that's
1: a tough one yeah and for me it was more along lines of of visiting a shop uh seeing what they had i typically buy stuff for my wife and my son more so than for myself because i I know what i've got and i don't need to buy certain things unless there's something that pops off. like i'm like oh, i don't have a subscription service that offers that book so i'm going to buy that book because i can't get it through marvel unlimited or dc infinite or comiXology Mm -hmm. um so With that, though, like I said, I couldn't go to my normal shop. Yeah, so I was looking around to see if I could find a shop. There's a couple shops in my area that I could go to. There's a lot of shops, actually. It depends on how far I want to drive. So I went to the first comic book shop I went after we had lunch. Um, Wow, this was not a good shop. It was exactly what I talked about. Overcrowded, not inviting. Um, I didn't know where to look. There's just too much stuff. There's action figures. There's uh, Pokemon cards. There's boxes of old issues. And I'm yeah. like, I don't know why they own the shop, if that's how they're going to run it. Like, Support small business, but small, support good small businesses. This one, and then when I, I found something, I'm like, oh, it's a Starman figure, which, uh, you know, I, I would normally get a statue rather than an action figure, but they don't make of this character. You gotta, take what, character, you his, yeah. you gotta take what you can find, yeah. His staff broke, and it was $5. I'm like, oh, that's super cheap. I'm going to buy this. So I'll support right. the business, buy it. Go up there, and the 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 runner of the store was just not a nice person. Mm. He was complaining the whole time about oh, like, free comic book day. People come in and they just take the comic. They don't buy anything. Blah blah blah. Oh, Why would they oh. act like that? Yeah, screw He was you, dude. talking directly at I me. Mean, I'm like, uh, if if I'm a new customer, I am never coming back, and yeah, I'm never going to come back me. to the shop. I have. Now, I don't know yeah. how we. I don't know how he maintains friends or, yeah. or or business partners because guess what? With that attitude, you're not attracting anyone new. I had a super similar
0: experience just very briefly going into a shop that I've never been super fond of here in the Grand Rapids area. Not going to drop any names, Um, but he's always been the shop here in town that sold those little eagle moss. Star Trek ships that I like so much, and that company went out of business. This guy's sitting on a shit ton of them, but unfortunately, he's pulled them all off the walls and put them in boxes, and they're scattered everywhere. I'm rummaging through these. This was about a week ago. I'm rummaging through these friggin' boxes. This kid is standing there picking his nose or something, and I'm like, "You see that I'm looking for things? Why don't you approach me?" He wasn't the owner; he was some young kid. But I'm like, "Why don't you approach me and f- ask me what I'm looking for?" Because. Maybe you could make some sales, which is something that helps keep your friggin' lights on, even though it's not your shop. You like your job, right? So, um, and I went up to him, I'm like, yeah, man, this company, you know, went out of business. And so you guys got a ton of these. He's like, yeah, the owner mentioned something like that. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, do, do I have to draw you a picture here? Try to friggin' sell me something. Maybe I'll buy it. It's just, it was just unbelievable. It was unbelievable. I was yeah. just, I've gone back to. There used to be a different guy who worked at this shop, not the owner, who I couldn't stand. Now I have somebody new there that I don't like, so I got another reason not to go there for another. Three
1: or four years. You're on Charlie's list. That You're list keeps growing, list. by the way. Yes, I know. Yes. But
0: uh, but again, he's got a unique product offering. If he would display it and sell it, I would probably spend some money there. But I had to dig through frigging boxes of crap absolutely everywhere. It's just, oh, make the tiniest amount of effort. You know what I'm saying? I just. Yes. I don't get it. Anyway, yeah. rant so, over.
1: Yes, I think this was my part of the segment, but I think I've talked like two seconds. But I'll I'll, I'll finish up. That's okay. You did well. You did well. Uh, um. So just just to wrap this up. Um. Yeah. It was an, an it was a really crappy experience. There you couldn't find where the free comic books are. Which is if you're bringing people and that's what they're for, you should be able yeah, to yeah. show them this is where the new comics are. And they say, hey, take one, and by all means, but hey, we got a deal on this. It's it's all about for sure running a business. You, um. And when I brought that figure up the first thing he says, well, Oh, I guess you're getting a deal it was blah, blah, but I just marked it down. So I'm like, okay, I guess. Thank you for giving me a deal. I'm buying it. So left quickly from that store. I went to another store that I've gone to as well. It's not that far away. And, uh, they are far more inviting, but once again, it's a shop that I think has a lot of promise. It's just too crowded. It's too dense. Right. I don't know where their focus is. Where do right. you find them? And then once again, couldn't find the free comic book. So, um, I, I feel like there's this is why a lot of comic shops close because they are catering to people that know that's just accept this versus yeah. your normal yeah. everyday shopper right. who comes in and's like, why would I ever come back here? I'll order right, from exactly. Amazon or I'll Precisely. do something else.
0: Yeah, g- yeah. Give me yeah. a reason. Give me an experience. You now, all things in business are about you know a lot of ways not so much about what you're buying but how it makes you feel and if it makes you feel that like oh this guy really doesn't want me here why the hell would i go back that's how i felt about that shop i was just talking about yeah. so
1: yeah yeah yikes. so but, um, i'm really you know. hoping my 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 shop comes back because they are sweet people very nice yeah. they know my name which i don't come in there very often they 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 talk to, they say hey todd and i'm like oh that's very nice it makes you feel like yeah, cheers like, they do right. a pull list for me they've got so they're gonna do some pull us for me which is great so for stuff that is normally not part of uh service I have. So that's exactly why I would frequent them and give them business. Yep. Excellent. um, But actually to get into like the, the the media content of the show, uh, watched a show called Mrs. Davis. It's new on Peacock. Uh, Damon Lindelof is, uh, one of the showrunners behind this. And, uh, and, uh, basically trying to bring up the name of the actress, Terry, Betty Gilpin.
0: Oh, she's the
1: lead in the show. And it's a really cool show. It's got a wry sense of humor. It's, it's, it's science fiction based, but it's, it's in the real world in a lot of ways, but it's about this nun named, uh, uh, she Betty has Gilpin. two different names, <laughs> Betty Gilpin. Uh, but yeah, so she's a nun. She's living in this convent. She's got a very happy life. But as, along the way, you find out there that uh, this AI has essentially kind of taken over the world. And uh, it's like an Alexa, and people are following it, and she is not a fan of it. And We find out later that there's a reason why she is not a fan of this AI. Speaking of oh, which, my no, AI just went you off. Did what you did? was timing. You know, She's that listening.
0: There was a plot line in one of the Terminator movies. It was it was Genesis. Cause they showed up and this kid was like, yeah, this thing, justice is a new blah, blah. blah. And they're going to like, this kid dumped all this plot exposition. He was like, it, tomorrow they have a big launch of so-and-so. And then, you know, Lena Hamilton's like, well, that's when we're all, it's going to kill blah, blah, blah. The Terminator movies are, it's a bad example of anything, but anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's got a great cast. I mean, she essentially, her world gets upturned by this AI and then she essentially goes on a quest. That's all I want to say, because it is wacky. It's interesting. There are Germans, a lot of good actors and actresses. It's also got uh, uh, Germans uh, like like Mr. Burns, Ooh, the Germans (laughs) pretty much. And it's kind of weird because it's it's, at times it's a little wacky, which I like. But sometimes it's, it gets you out of the mode of where you're at. But I, I yeah. think this is going to be a great show. Watch the first episode. It's on Peacock. It comes out weekly. Yeah. And All I right. think they did a great job. It's you know and based on um Damon Lindelof being involved, he 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 has got a great track record for making really great shows. Lost. Um I mean he he's done Watchmen, I mean he's done some great stuff. So um well, I well, think you Lost movie
0: Lost, movie. you mean most of it being good. <laughs> well, the rest I of it think... being lost. Yeah.
1: No. Yeah. writer yeah. strike. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. So I think it's it's well worth the show you could check out. It's very early on. I think there might be three episodes. So um, but jump right. on board. It's definitely worthwhile. I think you'd get a kick out of it, Charlie. Get um, on the train. Uh, you get it. Exactly, and then lastly, Star Wars: Vision Season Two dropped on May the Fourth. I'm not going to mention anything about May the Fourth. I think it's this cheesy, made up, Disneyfied. Sorry, money I maker. mean yeah. the,
0: uh, the 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 Halocron Chronicles co-hosted me is probably supposed to be like, but I, I I'm sorry, I can't do it. And I have not seen these yet. Just being back for my week long thing and being wrapped up in Ted Lasso. So yes, tread lightly, please.
1: Yes. Uh, so I'm only going to talk about the first episode that I watched. It's the first one in the queue. Um, I only watched that one so far. And it's. I think it's a good idea to not binge these because they are. it's not one long story. It's right. every episode is different. It's a different creator yeah. studio. Yeah. This season's call. – they're basically trying to make it more international versus the first season, which was more – anime and Japanese-based uh, storytelling. This mm-hmm. is animation from different studios with different styles. I mean, you've got um, uh, the Wallace and Gromit creators will have an episode, which I'm going nice. to watch, which is Claymation and more Goofy. Uh, but this one, uh, this is called Sith. And um, this was really great. I even showed it to Logan as I was watching it. I'm like, you, you should watch this. It's amazing. Um, the, the studio is called uh, El Geary. And they're a Spanish studio. And their artwork re- really reminded me of Enter the Spider-Verse. So mm-hmm. it's it's animated, but with really cool artistic flair, some watercolors that they used. They did not do Enter the Spider-Verse. So um, they're influenced by, but they're not duplicating exactly what they're doing. And this yeah. episode was truly about a Sith apprentice who was trying to escape the Sith and just have her own life, live in solitude. And it's all about that. It's 14 minutes long. It's wonderful. Um, And this made me wholeheartedly say, I really want Star Wars to do different type of animation styles because this puts Clone Wars animation, their staticky kind of thing, to, to shame this has so much more character more oh vibrancy boy. here more... we go <laughs> well no i think anybody looks like clone wars even just from the story content i think it's so staticky and like it it, 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 it has no heart in its animation style but it's, it's got storytelling remember, that's different remember folks that's at t on twitter <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> no, from an animation perspective i can dissect the story from the style
0: yeah and
1: oh. i think clone wars just feels very cookie cutter and SAMY, where this feels dynamic and wonderful even the action sequences are amazing they are amazing where the clone wars i never feel like those action sequences are like yeah they're gonna do that we're gonna shoot that guy yep yep yep, yep. so uh check anyway, this out it's really really good i think it's well worth it it's 14 minutes it's it's right. amazing really it's- well done
0: it's 14 minutes you can survive it all right well with that our time of the Geeky easy is done time to skip out on the bill uh because somebody spit in my makers and soda and got to get out that air quantus app it is time to get to the land down under tina and the mutants await and the thunderdome to talk about the final maybe guardians of the galaxy film let's go welcome to another edition of thunderdome.
1: Thank you, Tina. We're sitting in the Thunderdome where the mutants have been gathered for a topic or game to be entertained. And this week, we are going in the topic of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. This is a spoiler discussion. Um, We'll be talking about this movie, and there'll be plot points and things that happen. So you've been warned that there are spoilers. Watch the movie. Come back and enjoy. And if you don't want to watch the movie, well, just listen now. So with that... And then you uh, won't have to... (laughs) A little bit of the background on Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, With uh, with Guardians of the Galaxy 3, uh, the last movie we had was in 2017. This is in the midst of the MCU going crazy. Everybody wanted to watch every movie. They were making more and more money every year because it was all leading us to – thanos and yep. infinity war and Endgame. um that movie opened at 146 million dollars wow yeah. made a lot of money just in the opening weekend yep. um written by written directed by james gunn and uh just to give you some other context in 2018 july 2018 gunn was fired by marvel for some old tweets um old tweets will get you, know, you. Oh, well, they will, and especially yeah. at the beginning of the. And, and this was when yeah. James Gunn was not part of Marvel, he right. was doing his own thing, and because of that, and social media still at the time, people didn't do a really good job of knowing that your old tweets and stuff can be found yep. and can potentially be bad for you. So, with that, we weren't sure what was going to happen were they going to make another Guardians movie? Don't know. Then – essentially with James Gunn, the way he responded in a very uh, mature way, apologized. Uh, He then went to work on uh, The Suicide Squad uh, with DC. and During that time, he was focused on, hey, I want to do something different. He had discussions with uh, Alan Horn at Disney at the time, and they mended fences, really appreciated the way James Gunn handled things. He didn't lash out he didn't you know fire Hollywood didn't talk about cancel culture he just accepted yeah. his bumps and moved on as any adult should do right he was then hired back March 2019 so that's essentially after that point that's when I believe production probably started in and we had COVID in, and everything in earnest. Like that. yeah exactly so six years later we got Guardians of the Galaxy 3 same thing James Gunn has written, directed this. Um, and this weekend, it's looking at about $114 million, where um, now you may say, well, that's a lot less than the last one. But I would say we're in a different landscape Definitely. than we were in 2017. Uh, Marvel's been kind of on a d- – d- in regards to a lot of people, they feel like their, their movies are just not sure where they are. are the, I think there's yeah. less audience because Disney Plus exists now. So you True. can wait three months and see right. it there. So with that, uh, this movie – Is probably it's higher than I think what was expected, but obviously not setting the world on fire. Uh, So, Charlie, we don't know if this is going to be the number one movie or not, but I think all of us picked it.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I think you picked it as number one, if I'm not mistaken, unless you change things. Um, I think I have it sitting at probably three. And John might have it at three or four. That's me
1: just. Oh, just, really? Okay. Yeah,
0: me just glancing over your guys' stuff after after we were all locked in. So. Okay.
1: Well, um, good to know. I like that. When everybody's a little bit different versus on the same sheet of music.
0: Right. Exactly. Oh, God. What,
1: what would happen if we have a tie? We're going to have to cut shoes in half. Um, exactly. Yeah. So uh, with Guardians of Galaxy yeah. 3, we have a couple new characters. Uh, Chukwudi Awuji. Uh, as the high evolutionary who is a old school Marvel big bad. And then we have Will Poulter, who I don't remember. If it was Will Poulter who came out of the egg. Um, but we know that uh, Adam Warlock was revealed at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy right. Two, not seen since, And he's back as Adam Warlock. So those are the yes. main two new characters in this right. uh, movie. Yeah. Um, and this movie uh, um it's it's I, I would say the the reviews are pretty good at yeah. this point strong and strong on team two and nineties yeah <clears throat> yeah so 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 far that's kind of where that kind of where we are with this movie so we're going to talk about now our thoughts on the movies so uh, with that I saw it Friday in a normal fashion Charlie you saw it on Friday in three D yes um and this movie is essentially supposed to be the last Guardians of the Galaxy movie with this team right. and I think yes, I'm glad they've as this team because as we saw then in the movie we do know there's going to there is a new team
0: yeah exactly correct so um i will admit that uh (laughs) about april myself the start of this movie was kind of slow and there was a point at at which we both kind of drifted off for maybe two or three minutes i I don't know what i just i just didn't really feel like it found its footing early on. It was just it, to me it was kind of a weird start. We're back at uh Guardians HQ, which is nowhere. Now we got that from the Christmas special and the argument could be made, oh boy, if I didn't watch Christmas special, I don't know what the hell's going on. But it wasn't really that critical. Uh and you know nothing really happened in that Guardian's Christmas special that was like, oh my God, well I really couldn't follow well it, it.
1: was revealed that Mantis is 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 okay. his brother. All right. Well so that, that. big thing it'd be like hmm Very with true. the brother and sister if you didn't watch it. So yeah. But other that, that was kind of like the only major yeah. thing.
0: But again, I don't really feel like people haven't seen what's on Disney Plus. You know what I mean? I, I just don't. I feel like the the diehards, the serious people. I don't feel like, oh God, they had a thing in between, and that's why it's, you know, there's a difference of thirty million dollars in the box office. I just don't feel like that's the case. Um, but yeah, I felt it was like it was kind of a slow start. Um, it, th- this film was obviously really centered around uh, rocket. In uh, his backstory, told you know, obviously entirely through flashback, because he is mortally wounded or very gravely injured early on in the film by having a fight with Adam Warlock, who is, Adam Warlock is the pawn of the Sovereign, who you know, was featured very heavily in Guardians too. He's the thing the that came people. Out, yeah, he's the thing that came out of the egg. Uh, Adam Warlock is kind of a khaki teen. He's all powerful, but he refers to her as Mother. Um so he looks up to her and she does his bidding. But she does the bidding of the high evolutionary who we're going to find Which out. we that, find that he's yeah.
1: created all of these civilizations. Right.
0: He, yeah, he created the sovereign. They drop a name of the Anomen, the An N A N I dash M A N. From from Wondergor, exactly. So you're getting more ties and with Muba, and, Muba the cow that took no, care of Magneto's no, children. No, it, was, it was no, it was that wasn't was it Muba? It was, uh, but it was it was similar to that. It was similar. It was to a that. cow lady? It yeah. was. Uh, it was cow lady. She was the one who was the midwife to Magda, who was Magneto's wife, gave birth to the Vision and the Scarlet Witch
1: back then. So crazy. So but crazy. I
0: digress. Um, so yeah, so that's how we find out the the high evolutionary was directly responsible for. Rocket and his other little animal friends were obviously all acquired from Earth um, in becoming these weird genetic experiments. And, you know, Rocket was in his batch, and his little batch was there was an otter who had robot arms, there was a, a rabbit who was getting around on spike wheels, Lila. And didn't have a mouth. Yeah,
1: Lila. For and,
0: yeah, exactly. And the, yeah, the, your last one was a walrus. Was, I think it was called Kevin Smith. Uh, <laughs> it was the tusk. <laughs> But um, yeah, that was it. Was it, that was all very sad. And in and, and the end of it, Rocket again was that he was the wonderkin of the group. That um, uh, you know the uh, the high evolutionary created a perfect brain within him, uh, but was then going to kill him and do experiments on him, and then kill his his friends. But Rocket manages uh, to stage an escape just in time for the high evolutionary to show up and kill his friends. Then Rocket flips out. He tears the high evolutionary's face off, and he escapes. In a spaceship, and that's obviously where we lead him. Several years, you know, it wasn't really made clear how much time passed between this and the first Guardians, but it was, you know, ten years, something like that. Who knows?
1: Um, yeah, because I'm assuming he and Groot had many years together. Yeah, they adventures. well, yeah, they yeah. had
0: not met and whatever, but yeah, they were they were basically the Han Solo and Chewbacca of the Guardians verse. Yep. Um, and uh, but yeah, that's where um, that's kind of where we leave off. But yeah, Rocket being so gravely injured, there on a quest to. Uh, visit the place you know where all the surgery took place, so they could find a cure. Because there's a you know a convenient you know kill switch on top of his beating heart that prevents him from being medically treated at all. So they've got to find this along the way. They bump into uh, Stakar, which is um, Stallone's character from the last film. Michael Rosenbaum shows up. Some of those other characters that you saw who are other Ravagers, and our uh, alternate universe Gamora um, shows up, she's part of the ravagers now. And she does not want to hear from Peter Quill. Who's in a drunken stupor about like, Oh my God, I miss Gamora. That was a little over the top for me His, you know, his long lusting for Gamora, but whatever. Um, that, but that was the driving part of the film. And it really, it does help him transition into where he ends up at the end of the film. So it's really, it's an, it's an emotional arc for him. I didn't know if based on the line we saw in the film, plus, W- w- how that was highlighted in the trailer they were going to try to turn it into some kind of romance between him and nebula i'm really glad that didn't happen because that would be a it's little a throwaway too, joke a little bit too much yeah. loving the machine i don't think that would really have paid off but um yeah so yeah they're having this adventure and through this they uh find their way to you know they need to find the high evolutionary because the the scientist who has the information stole it and put it in his little micro brain and then he went to counter earth mateo which, from a it was Mate, exactly i said it to april right away i said that's mateo he's looks like he put on a couple of pounds and he shaved his head but it's totally him um so at any rate the high evolutionary's big home based current project is Counter Earth, which he visited the Earth in the you know 1970s because that's what everything looks like. But it's it's basically he lands in a suburban neighborhood that's just populated with animal people who don't speak a language that our people can't adapt to, um, and then things got a little weird from there. I mean, you got great gags like you know. Uh, you know, uh, Drax, you know, knocks out a kid with a with a dodgeball and they start throwing rocks and then the whole thing with him laying on the couch and stuff. But then Peter borrows the lady's car so that they can drive to the main fortress. And at the end of it, he blows the, you know, the high evolutionary ship takes off and he blows to the planet. So everybody dies anyway. That You know, that middle like second act of the film got a little fuzzy for me. You know what I mean? It's just like, why is all this kind of happening in this way?
1: yeah I think that's part of James Gunn he does wacky things he's not doing yeah. like your standard movie like oh plot points plot point point plot. he's gonna take those times and those moments to be like yeah, do I mean, some really goofy and yeah, that's, it, that's an interesting yes, choice su- yeah suicides
0: the suicide squad was very much that way they just had some yeah. real sideways shit like you know the whole you know in the Guatemalan prison and whatever and Starro yeah. with the big eye and all little people Harley and Quinn with the,
1: the the dating the, the gentleman uh, the, yeah. the, was it, the king or the, oh, the despot yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah the the despot prince or whatever um yeah but uh yeah from there so yeah then you know we get into our third act where they finally manage to resuscitate rocket and they realize they you know have to take the high evolutionary down once and forever um yeah i think without a doubt this film hit its stride kind of in that third act because you get rocket rescuing all the animals including the big Cage of little tiny raccoons, which my wife was just flipping out over because it was just so. He's scooping them up, and it was it reminded me very much of the scene in Jay Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, where Jay and Silent Bob liberate that animal experiment laboratory, and all the animals rush out with them. I'm like, oh look, now they're like Jay and Silent Bob because they have to they have to get all these little children, little experimented children, off of the high evolutionary ship, which is exploding for like 20 minutes. It's I guess it would be like if the
1: Death Star explosion, you know, took the amount of time it. Was was supposed to um charlie it was just like in 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 picard season three when the borg cube is exploding and it's like yeah. they have they were like isn't it done by now isn't it done yeah. by now nope, we, no yeah, no we three we've more seconds got, to get the crew got, out yeah
0: we still got five minutes yeah. um but exactly. yeah they, And it's awesome because the Guardian's headquarters nowhere, which is this giant celestial skull, which you just figured, oh, it's too big to calculate the size. But they also slapped rockets on the back of it so they could kind of fly it around at sublight speeds and still make it through one of the Travel, And they gave it a they gave it a big gun in the eyeball. So it was like it was like a Borg skull. Really, there you go. There's your kind of was. Yeah. Right back to it. So uh, in the end of it, um, Peter goes to sacrifice himself. I figured he was a goner. I thought, oh, "Okay, this is what they're going to do. Last to him they're going to kill him off." But Adam Warlock and again Adam Warlock posts a total 180 because he's the whole reason that the film happens because he gravely yes. injures Rocket, but at the end of it well, he he redeems himself and then he, you know, becomes a part of the
1: squad. Well the whole push of Warlock was if 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 they didn't get Rocket back to the high evolutionary they were just going to kill all of his people. So right. he's like okay, I guess and that's why the sovereigns like we got to do this or you know. So and then when he saw and, his, yeah. mother died, his mother die, he dies, obviously yeah, knew exactly. that like oh, what do I have to live for and this guy's going to do it regardless. Um right. so, so he's I'm, a bad dude. Out. Yeah. Yeah. And they saved yeah. him so it was kind of like he 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 saw a better way of life and right. he he's exactly. he's like a he was like a overconfident child. Uh, right. Like a Ron Burgundy, and uh, I think that's where <laughs> he kind of is still learning. He still, right. you know, tries to be like that teen who thinks he's older than he really is when he's trying to overcompensate. When he's just right. really a, a dumb teen still figuring right. it out. So,
0: like, like all teenagers ever. Yes, correct.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and it, it was interesting, and you know, obviously, we got um, a ending where I think this movie was what it was truly doing was setting up these characters to say. We've accomplished our journey. Right. That was good. To become the people we wanted to be and not be, you know, just more of the same, but honestly saying at times you can be friends. But sometimes you grow up, you, you graduate college, you move on, you have right. different lives and, and journeys, and you're not going to be doing this for the rest of your life. Right. Um, and I like that accomplished. I mean, part of this was all about, you know, we didn't know who was going to die because we saw right. many different scenes where we thought somebody was dying. Well, somebody was Star yelling
0: Lord. or somebody was being carried
1: or somebody yeah, was Star like, Lord being drunk. yeah, yeah, he was drunk. He was not dead. So it was yeah, a lot exactly. of these like I loved how they did that and trying was, to be very careful with. Yeah, exactly. So it was kind of like, well, who's going to die? Is it going to be Rocket? Is it going to be Star-Lord? Is it going to be Drax? And we were all wrong because no one died. Everyone made it through this journey. And but I think along the way, Um, Drax, they kept on pointing out, like, Drax is dumb. Drax is dumb. And then you realize he finally was able to to redeem himself and show a different side of himself, which was great. Mantis, you know, has been kind of like the comic relief, and she kind of got to show herself in a different way, where she contributed more than just, you know, uh, was just trying to please everyone else. And the whole Gamora thing was a journey with herself, like, not knowing who she is because it's like, I was reborn. I don't know who I is. I've got this past life. and. And they didn't put everything back together like Peter and her fell in love. They didn't. They went off and found separate ways. And Peter was lacking something he lacked since he was a child where he lost his family and right. he never returned because he was scared to go back and face that path. So um, even Craglin got his moment where he was like, he never felt like he was up to the task of, uh, of being a leader. Right. Um, and he got his moment as well. So I think it was really great that everybody got redeemed in a really cool way and different roles in different places where I feel like it felt very complete where a lot of the Marvel movies never feel complete. It always feels like what's next.
0: It was, it was my big complaint about, uh ant-man the quantum and obviously the moviegoers agreed with me because it really was not successful is that it just wasn't going anywhere you know it wasn't like well this is the ba- even the the you know the, the the trailers set it up to be and it was a total misnomer that kang was trying to say hey scott i can get you back time with your daughter or this and that and i can get you i can manipulate time and the movie wasn't about that at all and it was just it was just oh well, this is we gotta accomplish A during this time frame, and so we're gonna plug it in. So but where this was exactly as you described, it was we started at A and we blossomed into B and and C is the end of the road. And now it's going to, you know, like, like Groot growing in, you know, many branches and going out and different doing different stuff uh, and becoming either he's Groot that's ahead or he's Groot that's 12 feet tall, which he did both of that in this film. Uh, lots of lots of varieties. Yeah, that was my biggest hang up trying to figure out Groot. And,
1: I told Charlie he's just what, he can do whatever he wants. it's yeah, Groot it's, laws he does he has and a, this isn't actually this isn't that Groot Charlie the the, the original Groot died this is essentially well, a new right. Groot but this so, is the same yeah. guy
0: but he goes from Swole Groot who April April we were watching he was swole because he had all that he was, he got, he was a guy wearing a big coat because he had all the guns and stuff remember but he went from that to his fight with Adam Warlock at the beginning where he was he was reduced to just the size of a head but he could grow himself back together I guess like he well, gathered well, I mean, a,
1: he puts those he puts the roots out far really as well so, so he's essentially very yeah because I mean if we said Groot would just keep growing and I mean he'd be what 300 feet tall eventually no he's which he's, which, which yeah. there's
0: a famous comic cover from back in the 50s where he's, a, he's like Godzilla he's oh like, yes he's the like, original like, oh, monster yeah,
1: Groot yeah exactly yeah, so yeah.
0: yeah so the Groot rules are kind of they're kind of splayed out in this but you also have to remember that this is over 10 years uh in marvel time from when the first film took place and you had that five-year gap of many of them not existing because of the snap so um so yeah so the group rules are kind of all over the place he may have died and come back and died and come back and you don't know how long it you know takes him so yeah but it was just it was a little convenient he's like now he's ahead and now he's back together and now he's you know at the end of the movie he was like he was like twelve feet tall and all kind of yeah. a, like a gnarled tree. So he, yes, he definitely grows and what, whatever, um, whatever he was. So um, I did. It was funny. I came home and I ordered because I'd been debating it. I repl- and I, I put a picture on our uh, Discord this morning. I replaced my Guardians of the Gaction, uh Guardians of the Galaxy action figures. I got the new, the new, the current set. Lets you build Cosmo, the space dog, who's a new member of the team. Um, where, do, where did Cosmo come from? originally in the comics i can't remember what
1: what i don't know either um he is a character that was fairly new to me um and i'm assuming he came out of like more of the cosmic comics maybe with rocket or something like that could
0: be yeah more recent i i thought he was like he stretched back it was fantastic Four or something because he's a it's a dog that you know was was captured in in time in the late 60s or whatever a female dog a good dog which was the the sticking point good dog bad dog um but yeah cosmo has psychic powers and can speak through a you know universal translator that uh, translates uh, her thoughts into a Russian accent, which I just thought was absolutely adorable. So, yeah, that's the... Oh, um,
1: uh, oh actually, Charlie, so Cosmo's not a heritage character. Cosmo came out Nova Volume 4 number 8 in 2008. So not a oh, really okay. old character.
0: Wow, I just really feel like it was an older character. So anyway... Well,
1: because the Guardians team came out of that time frame with Andy, right. Le- those creators. So Italy, this is yeah. a lot of their original creation. So th- yeah, these are fairly new creations. Um, yeah. So w- with that, I mean, and we could obviously, w- what we'll do is we'll do the stingers and then we'll talk about kind of like, you know, maybe some pros and cons quickly. Because I mean, right. we kind of just went through kind of like the, the, the yeah. chain of events. Yeah. Um, yeah. But with that, the stingers, Charlie. So if you stuck around, so we got the mid uh, credit sequence, which I thought was kind of cool i mean yeah, i don't know i mean I it's one of those things where it's it's not showing like who's the next bad it's just kind of like um where where they're going next which is kind right. of cool um it establishes I a agree. new status quo we get the new team rocket groot who rocket is the new leader of the yep. team Kraglin, uh yeah. cosmo the space dog Adam Warlock and one character that nobody knows. And that really is Phyla Vell
0: really slid that in there. Cause yeah, that's a Cree character because uh, the Vell is uh, that's a Cree name because I remember she that is essentially yeah.
1: the sister of Marvel,
0: Right. So the sister of uh, Wendy Lawton from the Marvel, uh, the, the Ms. Marvel movie who was what's her face? Annette Bening. She's Annette Bening's sister. Yes. There you go. Congratulations.
1: Yeah. yeah, exactly. So 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 it's it's a weird one because it doesn't really fit with the Marvel comics at all because yeah, you know, as you mentioned that and then Captain the Marvel, the, the powers. So yeah. it is one of the one of the child, one of the children you see has abilities. Um so they are going to be a team, which um I think it's kinda cool. Like I said, they yeah. said, Oh, this guard, this guardian's team will not be there. And that's absolutely true because they are no longer the guardians. This new team is the Guardians. Right. So they didn't yeah. lie.
0: And I did love the post the post credit sequence, which we do see that Peter goes home to Missouri and Clark uh, or excuse me, Greg Henry, who is his his grandfather from the first film. is um, just so happy to see him. And they have hugs. And his grandfather was was obviously a widower because he has a new wife and Peter meets her, blah, blah, blah. But they're sitting around. His wife? I think that's
1: a nurse, Charlie. I think that's a no, no, nurse the credits, taking care the, of him.
0: The credit said Grandma Quill.
1: We were oh, watching really?
0: Yeah, I know. I not, from the, the not the, from the picture. No, not from the picture. No, the actual Rolling <laughs> Stones. I, I had the same thought, but then that caught my eye. So yes, he was remarried. Um, but he was, was anyway, only like
1: 185 years old too.
0: Yeah, exactly. He's an old dude. So anyway, they're sitting around, and Peter's eating his uh, eating his you know uh, his morning Cheerios, and he was wearing a shirt that had some old timey like cartoon something or other on it, didn't it? It was like the the Manchi Cheese or something. It wasn't the Manchi Cheese, but it was something like that. Um, I Think so, yeah. Well, Greg Henry's sitting there reading a newspaper, and he does that toy, which is hilarious because old people love newspapers. But one of the headlines on it was, you know, Kevin Bacon kidnapped from LA home. <laughs> but they're just sitting there, and Peter's like, Yeah, well, you know, his son's, you know, I know I'm going to have to, you know, Mister mow m- Mrs. You know Johnson's yard again. Her son's 45 years old, and he's able bodied, man. He's just going to sit me, sit and see me mowing the lawn there and be staring at me the whole time. And Greg Henry's like, Don't get me started. So it's like, real. Yes normal dinner table kind of grousing that that people do and then we get a post credit line that simply says star lord will return so the character will survive which is awesome which is awesome yeah no but mantis however uh left and because she can't fly a ship she flew into a wall and she is dead sorry folks big that's the biggest spoiler (laughs) of all
1: no she is the 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 the, the animal talker yeah she's uh with those weird creatures yeah Yeah, um yeah so I mean so we, we we are now in a status quo like I, said. I feel like this yep. movie and we talk about the good now I feel like this movie did a good job of reminding why Hard we brain. love these characters yep. uh, we like them I mean along with that is the soundtrack we have now in the Zune era of, of Zune Guardians era. of the Galaxy yeah so yep. and you
0: see even at the end I didn't really because I, I don't really care for that you know the Florence and the machine so I, that, that dancing at the end I was kind of like eh, okay fine we got to dance to something right but at least it was something different but you did see Rocket pull out the Zune and, and the play lists were organized by the decade so that's cool that's why we got you know variety of you know him you know saying along to Radiohead's creep in the beginning and you've got you know you've still got a uh, song by heart and um yeah a space hog which is great in the meantime. I mean, uh,
1: "Faith No More" song we care a lot. I mean, yeah, they they picked a really eclectic. Not just yeah. and it was in his playlist. He had eighties, nineties, two thousand, which exactly. I thought was cool too because it's totally. like it's now showing progression. Uh, right. Probably incorporating some of the stuff from the original mixtape to right. modern times. Uh, I think the Zoom came out in two thousand three. Yeah, maybe two thousand. So, I don't know. Whatever so, that time frame, but yeah. So
0: Peter gets to go back to Earth though, and they don't even make big ipods anymore so now he's just going to get an iphone or whatever and that's how he's going to listen to and have a playlist
1: on spotify yeah
0: yeah exactly yeah well i don't know if you get spotify in deep space i guess we'll find out we also don't know how he got back to earth so he has a ship so
1: yeah he's assuming he just somebody got him there yeah i'm I'm sure rock and the team dropped him off and go from there yeah so
0: yeah you will find out yeah
1: this might be him getting a
0: disney plus show that might be the next thing
1: who knows because i mean yeah, Gamora and Drax are essentially in in and uh, are essentially managing nowhere. Uh yeah. we got the team, yeah. Mantis is off on her own. So I don't think we are going to be it's I mean obviously Drax has said he never wanted to be wearing this costume again totally right. get it right. um but we we will probably see some of these characters again which is perfectly yes. fine They you managed know, to, um,
0: j- just like with picard season three they managed to subvert expectations by not killing everyone or anyone in this absolutely case, so. which, which was seems, nice yeah. which was
1: refreshing yeah because I, I i think I that would have been just like it would have been too easy to do that um right. i did enjoy seeing rockets uh background um yeah. some of those moments were a little horrific if you have small children or you are animal yeah. lover and you're really scared yeah. i didn't think that was too graphic um, in regards to you know that they kind of like had it farther graphic, away, so you have to not see graphic, too much. No. But yeah, um,
0: contextually, it's it's somewhat unpleasant, but yeah, yeah. But, Nathan uh, yeah.
1: Fillion had a very weird cameo, which I yeah. thought was which was fun. And um, not as expected. Mrs. Yeah, and Gunn, the wife too. Awesome yeah, yep, yeah. 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 Um, and I liked how they did use like some different sci-fi like imagery like the planet they went to or that one place they went to it was all organic so kind of gross but kind of yeah. cool and different had a super, different feel to it
0: super squishy so well cool yeah um, yeah
1: and I, I i thought overall though i i really enjoyed the film i did have a couple cons um i don't know if you felt this way too charlie like the whole thing was like uh when you talking to drax like we, we're not going to kill anyone and then it kind of got like and i totally get this you know you can have a good like you're committed to something but then like all, everything goes to hell and you're trying to protect the ones you love and when he gets that moment, like kill them all when Star Lords I'm like I'm like did that work or was I just wrong did it feel like off that it, the tone change yeah. where we're just gonna I mean, just kill everybody like and that's I mean just,
0: that's just not really what the character was ever like so yeah that was that was a little iffy to have you know him and uh Him and Groot do the you know Butch and Sundance you know back to back whatever the big shootout yeah that's that's it but you know what it passed quickly enough but um yeah I I felt the Counter Earth you know was really super disposable like oh here's a little you know neighborhood of people and they're all dead and the whole like I said him you know he borrowed the the you know the, the neighbor lady's car to drive over there and then yeah Yeah. the the thing with the ship and you know why couldn't Gamora fly their ship she was a ravager she was a space person so it just, yeah, the the like I said, the second act for this to me was just kind of like, eh, you know. But you know, was that gun doing weird stuff? I guess, you know, that's his le motif and I get it. But, um, yeah, the, the first act maybe a little slow for me. The second act was a little wonky for me, that, you know. But again, they they stuck the landing. I think they nailed it. And yeah, absolutely. It was, yeah, yeah, it was sad, kind of a satisfactory uh, journey to the end. So okay, well, let's wrap it up. And uh, okay, so out of one out of ten. Uh, baby raccoons that live because he rescued them all. What do you give it? I guess you give it a half raccoon if you have to, but it might be a little gruesome.
1: They're going to go like top 10 hits of the top 10 hits. Is this a top 10? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to give this um, probably 8.5. I really enjoyed it. Hit my heartstrings just right. Reminded me why I love these characters. And the amazing thing, the fact that we got our Guardians of the Galaxy, three movies with these characters before this movie happened. Nobody had ever heard of these characters except the small group of geeks who like the comics. This is an amazing amazing. accomplishment. I think James Gunn does a really good balance of action and emotion. Uh, He does some quirky things which don't always hit with everybody. But man, oh man, I think this is – you know. Along with Captain America, I would say this is the best trilogy of the Marvels, Marvel movies. I think Captain America did something a little different. Uh, The last one kind of didn't feel like it was a great ending for Cap because we got that elsewhere. But this one, I think, is the best. Like If you think about beginning, middle, and end, I think this is the best one that Marvel has nailed inclusively
0: this to the beginning middle and end so well i'll make sure that we 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 don't end up with half of a terrible raccoon torn and a half i will also give it an 8.5 i like that so then we we give it a total of 16 so 16 raccoons walk out of this alive so yeah i liked it a lot uh, even though i felt maybe as i said it was a little slow to start the middle part was a little bizarre um the the sheer you know emotion and powerhouse of what where i thought the ending was where everybody got a 60 you know like in real life you know there's no fairy tale ending when you know peter and and gamora new gamora parted company without any kind of potential, like, you know, and maybe we'll, you know, maybe we'll still text or we'll, you know, message on Facebook or whatever. We'll stay in touch. It's just, you know what, it was a time of, you know, just like real things in life, real relationships in your life. You have people that come in and out of your life and some of them just go and that's, you know, and you've got to pick a new direction, uh, to move on from And You know, Peter, even in his parting speech with his friends, like I've been running my whole life and now it's time for me to, to land, to actually, stop running and, and find something new out of life. Same thing that happened with Mantis. You know, I've always been in service to somebody. First it was ego, then it was all of y'all. And I just don't know who I am. So I'm going to go off and I'm going to backpack across space Europe or whatever and find myself. And she did. And that, that, that to me, you know, eases all sins of the other movie sins that I might've found in this movie. So that's why I felt so strongly about it. So go see it, help Todd win. This summer's movie wager, since that's his top pick, you know, if see if it'll outlast Indiana Jones or you know Transformers or whatever the hell thing Pixar is going to do. I don't think Transformers are going to make. Our, I I didn't end up picking them at all, so
1: I it was think... not in my top ten. And, no, it wasn't my top ten. I think. Yeah. Oh,
0: you know, and I saw a trailer for that finally, and I'm like, oh god, they've gone right back to the way it used to be. It was. so, so I don't know if you caught a, caught the long trailer before your movie, but it was bad. It's bad i was not impressed
1: it's fine it's it's transformers charlie i i, I like what do you expect in well,
0: shakespeare I, I liked bumblebee <laughs> but this doesn't this doesn't look like
1: that. i mean it's this like was... the fantastic four movies or the the, the fast and furious movies what do you expect it's well, the fast and I, furious yeah. it's not like the source material is like the bible it's it is what it is it's dumb mm-hmm. fun the, with robots the, beating stuff stuff up that's the all it tra- is.
0: the transformers bible all right folks well that leads us to the end of our program as always Thank you to our awesome Patreon supporters, giving us um, the support to make all the extra fun content and just overall spreading the word about the show. You can visit patreon.com slash secret friends unite. If you'd like to look at what we have to offer and possibly lend your support. Other than that, if that's not something you want to commit to give us a rating on the podcast streamer of your choice, five stars, of course, if you like us, because why would you be listening? Uh, Because that does help the show get out there and have uh, more ability to get noticed. So this was a ton of fun. Go see guardians. Todd, where do people find you out there?
1: Uh, for all things, Todd, go to T uh, at Twitter, and you can see my ramblings about the goofy things about sports, the world as it is, and video games. Um, other than that, though, follow secret friends, wherever we are at secret friends, you our Patreon. If you want to see our content, that'd be great. Um, and then also our webpage where all the stuff we do is there at your fingertips.
0: Yes, indeed. The fingertips. You can find me, of course, over on Twitter at the C3. Go ahead and spell it out. My lovely wife, April, and I do run the USS Grand Petoskey, one of the biggest chapters of the international Star Trek fan club in the world. Uh, We're here in West Michigan, but we can help you find a group of like-minded Trekkers wherever you are. Visit us at at, uh, the website of that name and across socials as well, and we will help you out with that. Friends, I'm going to Thank you again for joining us. I'm going to tell you that sharing is caring and to keep on trucking.
1: He the hero, not the villain. In the truck. I am Groot. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network.
0: Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world.